Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong from Marriage Ministries at Grace Church, and we're so glad that you are joining us. We are back yeah. in your office. Absolutely, where we have been recording, uh, I think, for quite some time now, and it's yeah. been nice. Yeah, super nice. Own little kind of quiet abode in here for the most part, except for when you might occasionally hear people next door laughing and... <laughs> Having a Bible study or yeah, whatever. there are small groups that meet all over the building, honestly, all the time. And there's a fun group of gals that meet in the office next to yours. And last week they got a little crazy. They did. <laughs> That's good um, for them. But this is fun because this is a little <clears throat> retreat for the two of us. We're typically busy with work or kids or activities that involve our kids. So just to be in here, the two yeah. of us is even kind of nice. It is nice, and. Um, you know, we hope that this series has been helpful or just given you something to ponder as we've talked about all these different lies that we're prone to believe um, mm-hmm. in marriage. And I think one of the things that maybe we enjoy is um, when we do this podcast and we talk about these things and <clears throat> we think through them and go to the scriptures, it's good for our marriage too. Yeah. Like it's just always good to kind of evaluate. Stop and evaluate, reevaluate where yes. you're at and what you're thinking and believing and how you're acting, right? Totally. To reinforce our lives with the truth because mm. it's easy to get loose on some stuff. It is. <clears throat> so sorry. I'm fighting a cough for a couple of weeks here. So, so if you've been through some kind of sickness this fall, we feel you 100%. We had a great fall, but not in the last couple of weeks. We finally got... All the germs. Yeah. <laughs> it was bound to happen. <laughs> but we've been kind of like walking through some lies that um, are very common, especially as it pertains to marriage. Yeah. And I think what makes lies so easy to believe and fall into the trap of like going down that path of living out that lie is they're just sweet little lies. And they just come across to you as so tempting because they sound so good. Yeah. Usually the best lie is the one that contains a little bit of truth in it, right? Mm-hmm. Or the one that you don't even realize is a lie. Yeah. Like it's so convincing you don't even realize there's untruth in it. Right. Yeah. And I think I become even more susceptible to lie the longer I go without being in the Word. Oh, yeah. Right? I think that just makes sense. I think the longer we go without the Word, it's almost kind of like we're setting ourselves up for a fall. Yep. Right? Yep. It's like our immune system becomes weakened. And therefore, we become susceptible to a virus. Very true. Very (laughs) true. So we need to be taking booster shots of the word (laughs) into our life. I guess it's just kind of the brain right now with everything going on with our sickness. But thankful to have this time together tonight. And we do want to unpack one lie here. This may not be long, but I think everyone can relate to some degree with falling for this trap. Whether you're married or not, there's always this subtle lie about the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, I think this is one of those lies that it's so silly, mm-hmm. and yet we all fall for it. Yeah. And it could, because it's so subtle. Absolutely. And um, I think because we live in such a visual 
culture, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we have devices in our hands that have connected us with people that we might regularly never see mm-hmm. that live across the country, across the world, whatever. Um, you know, in in the past, we we wouldn't know what they're up to right? or how they live or what they do. And now we not only can see glimpses of what they're up to, but we can see glimpses of, you know, that are, are heavily edited. They have the ability to be edited mm-hmm. or staged or, um, you know, I don't know. Some it, What's interesting is one of the traps that I fall into is that I love to decorate for the holidays. Yeah. And so I often will follow people in social media that love to decorate too. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes, you know, I see these homes and like, it's just unbelievable. It's like visual eye candy. Every single, you know, part of their space is just decorated to the hilt. Yeah. And I can look at that and mm-hmm. think like, oh man, what a beautiful home. Like, I would love to come home to that every day yes. <laughs> and during the holidays. And it's always picked up and it's always, you know, right. it, it, that's what we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what is super interesting is I just read um, a post from a gal who's been doing this for several years and I have followed her stuff. And she just said, you know, I think this year it's time for me to be honest about the toll this takes on her family. Yeah. To pull off this look. Mm hmm this idea that this is how we live Mm -hmm. and she just kind of unpacked the reality of the situation which is you know she said my husband and i get in huge arguments because this requires me to start tearing the house apart in like mid-october wow it requires us to spend a lot of money Mm -hmm. so that we can outdo last year's look yeah she said it's really hard for my teenagers to come home and and or bring a friend over because I get so neurotic about, you know, don't touch the house. Yeah. You can't be in that room. Right. You can't use the kitchen. You know, she just said, it's embarrassing for me to say this, but this is the reality of it is mm-hmm. that I become this holiday monster. My whole family suffers. It really sucks all the joy out of the holidays she's like i can't tell you how many times that we've been in huge fights and it's all for show Mm -hmm. and people don't know that so somebody like me scrolls by looks at it and goes wow that is beautiful Mm. wow i wish my house looked like that Mm -hmm. and all the while i have literally no idea that her inner world is burning down yeah to the ground and i've also watched several of these people Maybe it's not holiday decorating. Maybe it's just the pursuit of decorating the perfect home. Right. <clears throat> who then come, you know, two years, three years into what looks like this pursuit of this beautiful life they've curated, only to come online and say, well, I never wanted to say this, but my marriage has ended mm-hmm. and we're selling the house. Yeah. Or we we spent, we bought beyond our means and we're in major financial trouble. I've watched all of those scenarios play out. And it's so sad. Yeah. And all the while, many people, myself included, looked at the images of these women and thought, gosh, they've got it all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like they have this, you know, all these things. And, you know, I don't know what their their income stream is, but look at what they're able to do. And, and yet it was just a facade. Yeah. And so... You know, that's a, maybe a silly example, but I think it is an example of what right. we do. A dreamy picture that behind the scenes uh, is kind of nightmarish. Yeah, and cost 
it, what's so sad and ironic is often the the look they're after is like the perfect family home mm-hmm. outside or inside or on the holidays or whatever. But in reality, it costs them their family. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, that that's such a sad irony, isn't right. it? Right. And then even sadder for those who buy into, I need to have my house look like that. Yes. Because that's the better thing I want. Yeah. And then we don't realize what it costs. Yeah. What it costs the families who have done that. Right. Because we just see the filtered imagery on on social media. Yeah. 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 And so I think, you know, this lie that the grass is always greener Mm -hmm. and therefore I want, I want that. Mm Mm-hmm is really such a dangerous thing. It is dangerous. Because it it, it breeds um, seeds of envy. Mm-hmm. Discontentment. Yeah, bitterness. Yeah. I, um, and Jealousy. <laughs> yes. You know, sometimes the grass is, <laughs> I've heard people say, sometimes the grass is greener because there happens to be a septic tank on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what you don't see is a septic tank and all the sewer. Yeah. You just see the pre- this pretty patch of grass. Or, you know, maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's not a negative thing. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's greener because people are watering it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you've, <laughs> we neglect our own grass right. and we just long for somebody else's. But if we would take care of it, yes, our grass might be green too. And I think that is such the wiles of the enemy. <laughs> He's such an incredible con artist. Mm hmm. Right. You just see the puppet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't see the hand that's waving the puppet in our face. But if we get a really like clear picture of the one who's trying to tempt us into believing, you can have this other life because it's better uh-huh. and you deserve that. I think with our culture, it feeds yeah. into that narcissistic kind of idea that, yeah, I do deserve better. Absolutely. I don't deserve to be going through this you know, crud or whatever it is about life or marriage. And so I have every right to have the better life. Yep. And so those are the, the lies that we can start believing um, and just feeds that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's one thing to envy someone's home, mm-hmm. right? Um, or their possessions, or they drive this great car, or they go on great vacations, or whatever it may be. It's also extremely dangerous to start pitting your spouse against somebody else's spouse yeah and to start looking at the way that somebody else's husband mm-hmm. you know treats them or spoils them or whatever indulges them i don't know and then to look at your own husband or wife and think well, why don't you do that mm-hmm. you know and it's such an unfair game yeah because once again we don't know the real story, right? Right. We're always looking from the outside in, making guesses about what we think is going on. But also, it's so unfair to our spouse mm-hmm. because often they don't even know there's another competing image that mm-hmm. you're setting them up against, right? Yeah. And um, you know, I just think it's it's dangerous waters that you're swimming in. It is in. dangerous. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think you, you think about the noetic effect of sin from the garden. The thing that changed in Adam's perspective was how he viewed his wife. No longer is the gift given by God, but a curse in his life. She's mm. the problem. Yeah. So there's definitely a change in how we see things, in the temptation to be like, oh well, yeah, this person is a, the problem in my life, mm-hmm. and they're a curse in my life, and I deserve something better. I deserve something more. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm going to go and leave this marriage or leave this situation and go for that better thing. Mm-hmm. 
very it's very selfish but it's also very delusional yeah it is it is and and yet many people fall for it right it um i think there's probably a lot of divorces that happen mm-hmm. for similar reasons mm-hmm. you know um and sometimes somebody leaves the marriage to pursue something better or yeah. something that they have deemed they yeah. deserve so <clears throat> i think you know we have to we have to be aware that this is a temptation that's common to many of us mm-hmm. and um, that we can all easily fall for it. And so what what can we do, you know, yeah. in as a defense, as a defense. <laughs> against this kind of as thing? As a protection for our lives. Again, we need to infuse our heart and mind with what's true, what's right, what's good. Yeah. Um, and I think Scripture is where we always go to. Mm-hmm. So 1 Tim 6 it says this, but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. Mm. And this is actually couched within this idea of it's so easy to allow the riches, right? Allow the things of this world to grab a hold of our hearts. And then we plunge ourselves into all sorts of foolish and harmful things because we thought that money or whatever that thing is was going to give us life. And so, but being content with what God has given us, food, clothing, roof over our head, a spouse spouse who loves us, that actually is great gain to be content with that because being content with that is actually being content with God because it's God who gave those things. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, as we go, we're just about to go into the the season of Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. right? Um, To be content... We have to practice gratitude, yeah. right? Practice being thankful um, because contentment does not just show up at our doorstep. Yeah, It's an actual decision we have to make, yeah. right? And so I think, um, you know, one thing that, that would be maybe a challenge for all of us right. would be, and hopefully natural as we're transitioning to Thanksgiving, um, to really start to ask God to show you all the things about mm, your spouse that yeah. you have to be grateful for. That's right. And rather than focusing on, and maybe even ask the Lord to help you um, turn away mm-hmm. from the the things that tend to breed, breed discontent in mm-hmm. your life right. and to have eyes only for your spouse and to be thankful for the life that you are in. That's right. Instead of always pining for something different. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I do think that there's, it's easy to say we'll just be thankful, but being thankful is really an action yeah. that you have to take. That's right. I think thankfulness is so key. Um, you think about Romans 1, that an ungrateful spirit um, actually leads to a descent into darkness and, and, and a spiritually departing from the Lord, mm-hmm. right? They refuse to give thanks yeah. to God. Um, and so I think giving thanks to God is so important to um, maintaining a healthy spiritual life yeah. and maintaining a proper perspective um, in life when it comes to how we view our spouse and these good gifts that he's given us mm-hmm. by giving thanks to God. I can remember back, um, oh goodness, I don't even know if we had Walker yet, so probably 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. 
maybe maybe even right before I had Walker. I don't know. Ten years ago, we were living in a um, a condo that yeah. we owned, really small. We loved it, but we bought it without children, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was right before the housing market collapsed. Yeah, and we found ourselves really stuck in it, just not a way out. And um, you know, I think the reality of we, we were hoping, wanting to buy a home, a yard the things that we wanted to give our kids more space, right? Totally. And there was a time where we just had to accept a hard reality, which was we just, our hands were tied mm-hmm. and we had to write it out. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, just doing my own kind of wrestle mm-hmm. with the Lord in the the discontentment that he had shown me I was really struggling with. And um, so I started to press into contentment and what, what would that look like for me to be content? And I, I came across something that just simply said, you know, when you're when you're not happy about something or you're having a hard time finding the good, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just simply because you're not looking. Yeah. And so I kind of made a challenge for myself in that season to just start a list of anything and everything I could think about our home mm-hmm. that I could be thankful for. Right. And I went like room by room. <laughs> And I mean, silly from the things like, okay, the paint color is not terrible. I, I enjoy the paint color in my kitchen. Mm. <laughs> or I am really grateful that I have plenty of cupboard space. Just I just try to think of it all. Yes. And by the time I was done, I mean, I had well over 100 things on the list. Okay. And I remember that it it really was a huge shift for me. And I felt like the Lord used it and helped me start to see my home with different eyes. Mm. And instead of kind of this daily disappointment of waking up and feeling the the lack of space and the, the disappointment that we couldn't, you know, at, at the time our kids were little, they didn't know any different. But right. I was feeling the guilt of, you should have a yard and, you know, all these things. <clears throat> and the Lord helped me just see with fresh eyes, look at all that, that they do have yeah, and that you have. yeah, And I gave that to you. And what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't magically fix our circumstance. We were there a number of years beyond that. We were. But he really did fix my heart in that. It helped me. And I began to look at my my house with different perspective. And, and he helped me find contentment. Yeah. But I had to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And even still, you know, had moments where I was like, I hate this place. I just went out. And yet it was this fight back. And so I think, you know, in your marriage, um, you might well be able to make a list of things that aren't great. Right. You know, or maybe about your life, things that are disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, or you didn't see going this way. But yeah. It'd be easy to stay there and dwell on that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we do too often. And that's where we get in big trouble. Right. Because just as you said for Romans 1, it feels like, well, I'm just not very thankful. Mm-hmm. It's just about that. Well, it rarely is only about that. Then it leads to all kinds of other things. A spiritual issue. <laughs> right. And so, you know, maybe if you find yourself in that place, maybe just give give some contentment a chance. Right. And start your own fight for it. Right. And get real active, meaning pick up a pen and a piece of paper and yeah. start keeping track mm-hmm. of the goodness of God in your spouse. Totally. The goodness of God to you right. through your spouse. Um, you know, think of the ways that he has 
provided for you and in your marriage and think of the things that made you fall in love with your spouse in the first place and mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to be reminded of that stuff we do to remember to give thanks yeah right mm-hmm. give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks because he's given us his son jesus yeah. christ right as the hymn goes and i think you're right i think we have to fight for thankfulness because it's easy to drift from that and yeah. go down a road of discontentment yeah um and so in order to have that we got to fight for it yeah and in fighting for it, maybe the greatest thing that God can give us is fresh eyes to see the things we should be really thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I share that because, you know, I'd say here we are, we are in a, we're two houses beyond that condo experience. And yet I can still find myself at times slipping back into those old ways of, oh, I wish we could do this. And mm-hmm. I wish, you know, I wish I had a different whatever. And this is a re- good reminder for me that, you know, I can I can go I can go down that road. Yeah. But it leads to nowhere good. It's true. And it start you know the discontentment might start with your home, but if you allow that to grow, then pretty soon it becomes about bigger things like yeah. your children, your spouse, your marriage. It bleeds into a lot of areas. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Well, I hope this has been good. I, I, I think just talking through this has kind of been spiritually cathartic for us yep. uh, and to remind us of how good God's been, to be thankful in even all seasons of life, even when things are hard, mm-hmm. and to fight for, for gratitude and thankfulness mm-hmm. and to remember, like in all things, give thanks. Yeah. So let me pray. And uh, I hope this has been an encouragement to you as you've been listening. And um, I know that we try to touch down on topics that are very relevant, very real, and have real-world implications when it comes to our life that we live, the marriages that we have, and when I'm going to continue to give you hope Mm -hmm. in this season um, where we're approaching both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for tonight. Grateful for your word as it reminds us to think and to be thankful for the good gifts you've given us, our marriages, our homes, our families, our kids. It's easy to drift from that, easy to get into a place of discontentment, easy to kind of like allow it to bring us to a place where we're just, we're ungrateful to the God who's given those things to us. So help us to fight for thankfulness. Give us eyes to see those things, especially in the season of Thanksgiving. And we give you all the praise for the good gifts you've given us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us. And we do want to wish you and your family a very um, happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Hope that this will be a time that's full of great joy and just remembrance for who God is and has been to you and all that he's done for you. And so we, from our family to yours, wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we look forward to being with you a, a couple more episodes before Christmas. Before the new year. Yeah. Then we're going to... I'd probably take a little break and we'll be back at it sometime in the spring. That's right. Have a great evening and we will talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. And that's us wrapping up another episode of the family huddle podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and as Travis and Stephanie kind of wrapped up with, uh, we really do hope that you have a great Thanksgiving with family, close friends, um, And just that kind of the season in the heart of this holiday is just to take a moment to pause and uh, maybe there's some hard things in your life and this episode touched on those or maybe it was just a great refresher and reminder to, yeah, to pause and to think of key things 
that you are thankful for and ways that God has shown up, been faithful and answered prayer. Um, I know for me, it should be a habit that I, you know, all the time consistent with. And yet I find myself far more consistent in November um, as it lines up with the holiday of Thanksgiving. So as always, we would appreciate if you could forward the episode to someone you think would be encouraged by it or you want to chat about it with. Uh, Like our posts, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find Grace Church Marriage Ministries. Uh, Be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform. Leave us a review as you're able to. All of those things just really do help us make us more findable and searchable in the big world of podcasts and what we're doing. Um, And just again, please know we're here for you. So reach out to us with any comments or questions or prayer requests, and we will talk to you soon.